Lord, we look up to you, O Lord. The Father, you give us rest. You favor us on every side. Upon this mission, Lord. Lord, give us rest, Lord. Lord, give us rest, Lord. Upon this mission, Lord, we cry for your rest, Lord. We pray for favor. For a few minutes, can we begin to pray in the spirit? In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You never end, never became me. He did not stand now, and it won't stop now. You never had it. Oh, you never became.
There's no past tense with him. There's no future with him. He's always the same. He's always the same. He's always the same. He's the God of all time. He's the God of all seasons. He's the God of all periods. You are God. You will always be. bless your name because you are God and you will always be God. Take all the glory this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray in this life empowerment and development class we ask that you will empower us by your word in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Uh, we may please have our seat. And for those of us having our seat, we are all welcome in Jesus' name. Help me to tell somebody you are welcome. Glory be to Jesus. Good to see everyone this morning. Uh, and today is our casual Sunday. 
uh, is a youth Sunday, uh, rather. And by the grace of God, we will enjoy the Lord uh, during the uh, Power Encounter uh, Youth uh, Meeting as well, in Jesus' name. This morning, I want to, my time is very, very, very short and limited. So, I want to share with us uh, what I captioned the four activators of favor. Four activators of favor. We have been looking at the favor of God. And every time you remember the word favor, what comes to your mind is God's grace at work without your effort. God just smiling on your life. God just making a difference on your life. What you are not making effort to do, but God is showing himself to do for you. That's favor of God. Now, we want to look at activators of this favor. There are four activators of the favor of God that I will be sharing with us. Number one, I call it preparation for favor. Number two, I call it attitude of favor. Number three, I call it opportunities of favor. And number four, I call it action for favor. Number one is preparation for favor. Number two is attitude of favor. And number three is what? Opportunities of favor. And number four is action for favor. These are the four activators of the favor of God in our lives. Now, I'd like you to understand that God has favored every one of us, especially everyone that is born again. Everyone that is in Christ is already favored. You are favored. The favor of God is on your life. Everything about your life is going to be by the favor of God. It's not going to be by anything according to your what your ability can do. Are you understanding me? Now, when this happens, you now have to realize that the favor of God must be activated. It has to be activated, otherwise you will not be able to enjoy it you won't be able to experience it. There are people that look as if they are not enjoying the favor of God. Their life look as if the favor of God 
is not at work in their lives. But the favor of God is there. Are you listening to me? The favor of God is there. It's just that they have not activated the favor. So these four things we are looking at are the ways for us to activate the favor of God on your life. So we are looking at number one, preparation. And I'd like you to come with me to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 5. Genesis chapter 2 verse 5 is my anchor scripture for this teaching. And every plant of the field, before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field, before it grew, he said, for the Lord God, for the Lord God, are you there? For the Lord God had not cost it to rain upon the earth. And there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Verse 8, Genesis 2. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Now, I'd like you to now jump from there. To verse 15. And the Lord God took the man. And put him into the garden of Eden. To dress it. And to keep it. Now let me quickly give you a, a very good background. To understand these four activators of favor we want to share. We want to discuss. The first place we read was verse 5. Where God had not reigned upon the earth. And because of that, God needed to allow mist to come from the ground to water the surface of the earth. So that everything can begin to get clean and can begin to work. After that, God made man. When God made man, immediately God made man, it was then the rain began. When rain began, it was no longer mist coming out. God began to pour rain upon man and the reign of God is the favor of God for everything that God has created 
especially the garden, that God will begin to spread man from, can continue to function by his favor. But I'm going somewhere. God did not bring rain until there was man, if you check that verse 5, to till the ground. If God had brought rain, the rain could have been a waste. And that tells you that God is an organizer to the core. God is a planner. God does not like waste. So God knows what to bring before another. If the rain comes down as the outpouring of the favor of God, the wiring and the rule of the rain is that as soon as the rain comes, the earth must begin to yield abundantly. So the earth will begin to get blossomed, get blessed. But when there is no man to manage it, to take responsibility of it, it will be a waste. And not only a waste, it may not accomplish because as everything will be growing, nobody is in charge to administrate the favor of God. To activate the favor of God. So what looks like a blessing can later become a body. I hope you are getting it. So God did not bring rain until God has made man. When you now jump to verse 15 that I ask you to check, you realize that God now gave man a responsibility. After he had planted the garden and he has put the man in the garden and told the man, tend it. Keep it. I have brought the favor. Man did not create the garden. There are gardens of your life you did not create. Favor is not what you have created. God brings us to his favor, but he wants us to be responsible to activate that favor. You can be under favor and you can be wasting it if you don't know your duty. So God's responsibility is to bring favor Man's responsibility is to activate the favor of God. And I'm going somewhere that you are going to understand. If you don't know these four things I have mentioned that I will begin to share with you quickly now, you realize that you can be a Christian, that you are already under the favor of God, and it looks as if your life is not favored. Why? Because you have not responded to the responsibilities required to activate the favor of God on your life. So God does not do things haphazardly. God is responsible and God created responsible children. 
there are things you can enjoy, but they, are, they have already been released to you. They are not far from you, but you are not enjoying them because you are not responsible. So when we are not responsible for the favor of God, it will look as if the favor of God is not on our lives. So what are the four activators of favor? They are the things I've mentioned. Number one, preparation for the favor of God. Number two, attitude of favor. Number three, opportunities of favor. And number four, what is number four? Action. Now, let's look at number one. We are talking about preparation. Now, every time you talk about preparation, I want you to understand that preparation is making room. Please take note. Preparation is making room for your expectation. That's preparation. Everything that we work well in our lives requires preparation. Whatsoever that we work well in your life will require preparation. A lot of people, especially believers, are disadvantaged in life because we lack preparation. We don't prepare for the favor that God has already released upon our lives. And can I tell you that everything about our lives requires preparation. Preparation is creating capacity for favor. <laughs> now, let me give you an example that can help you. One of the things that you have to be afraid of as a human being is the life of a child. Every child that you see today is a potential greatness in the hand of God. Recently, I, I went to a particular government school around here and I saw those children playing during the break time and I remember I saw some of them going to, you know, a public school now. They were going, during their break time, they wanted to go and take food. And I saw them taking their hands to go and collect food. You know, porridge, they put porridge there. And as I saw them, I remembered when I was in primary one. That sometimes, because I didn't wash my plate, I won't be able to take it to school. And when they get to school, they say, line up. And you line up. So, okay, you bring your plate. You bring your plate. You that don't have plate, they say, where is your plate? I didn't bring my plate. They say, bring your hand. And they put a sorrow, they put porridge in your hand. And, you know, as you turn, you can't use spoon with your hand. Like this. 
That's how you are eating. And those children that are doing that, you may not know that there is a president among them. But what a child is today and the adult the child will become tomorrow, the in-between is preparation. Everybody, I want you to take note of this message this morning. None of us has come to this world without a destiny on our, de on our heads. There is a future. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11, you know what the scripture says there. Jeremiah 29, 11, when he said, I know the thoughts I think toward you. Seeth the Lord, thought of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. So there is, a, there is an expectation. There is a future. A translation talked about to give you hope and a future. So every one of us, God did not plan for you a regretful future. There is none of us that God has ordained that your future will be bad. He's a loving, wonderful God. He has best plan for us. But how many of us are able, how many people will be able to enter into the future God has for them? Not all. Why? Because many of us, we don't prepare for the favor of God. I've told you a story before. I wrote it in one of my books about two, about a twin brother that suddenly, because of time, let me cut the story short, suddenly the newsman just came and brought it out, out this wealthy one, well-to-do, great twin brother went to go and visit to receive his twin brother from the prison. And as they got there, they came out, they saw the other twin brother with the prison clothes and the other one who was great in the land. And they asked the one that has come to receive his twin brother, what happened? That your brother is just coming out of prison. You are blessed. You are an important person in this city. You were born at the same time. You grew in the same environment. Why is it that you are like this and he is like this? And he said, the one that was coming out of the prison said, my brother made a choice to be like this. I made a different choice to be like this. Everything that God has already released to your life, it is preparation that we claim it. From the month of October now, from next week, we are entering into the dimension of marriage. 
all through. We are dealing with relationships and marriage in the month of October. You can't have a successful marriage without preparation. You can't have a successful career without preparation. Nobody can even make it to heaven without preparation. In John chapter 14 verse 1, Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God and also believe in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, John 14, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you. To do what? To prepare. Many of us want to arrive at the future you don't prepare for. It's not possible. We must live our lives every day. Preparation is favor activator. We must prepare. Preparation is capacity to accommodate what is coming. Preparation is the capacity to accommodate your expectation. Life does not just respond to our wishes. Life responds to our preparation. You can't wish to be a lawyer. You have to prepare to be so. Do you understand me right now? Alright. I don't have enough time to explain this to you, but I hope you have been able to understand. If you are going to enjoy the favor of God, Know that your preparation is required. Preparation is required. Take note of this. Preparation positions us to take advantage of the favor that opportunities bring to us. When you look at some people, you just think, ah, they are disadvantaged. They don't have advantage. And some people are more advantageous than them. Let me tell you. Preparation will determine how you will enjoy the favor of God in your life. Don't just wish. Many of us are living our lives on wishes. I wish I am great. You don't wish yourself to be great. You prepare to be great. I wish I will succeed. Success does not respond to wishes. It responds to preparation. Do you know why some unbelievers are making it than believers? Because many of them engages in preparation. They prepare for their business. You just do your business anyhow. They prepare for everything they want to do. Many unbelievers are well prepared than many believers. We use prayer as a cover-up. Prayer is part of preparation. But after you are prayed, there is a preparation. You can't say you are preparing for exam and you are just praying. What should you, what is the other dimension of your preparation? You study hard. Hard preparation makes hard success. So I discover in life that see, you will be at the mercy of what you ought not to be at the mercy of if you don't prepare. Your life today, no matter the level you are operating now, if you can prepare for the next five years, 
your story in the next five years will change. Do you understand me? You don't do as if you understand me. For those who are yet to be married, how are you preparing for it? How are you preparing for the future that God has showed you? How are you preparing? Do you know we are on earth now? Many of us are no longer even preparing for heaven. Because we live a life like what comes now. And you don't know. Future favors the prepared. If you can write that down, help me to write it down. Put it where you can see it. Future favors the prepared. Future. The future that God has ordained for your life can only favor your preparation. Without preparation, we will waste the expected end. That thing God has said, you will become Oh my God. You know, it's like the story of Tomorrow King. You know that story? Of the one that was, they told them there were also two. They told one that, see, you are the, you are the one that the oracle has chosen to become the king of this town. And when that was told him, he began to enjoy himself. The king tomorrow. The king tomorrow. And the one that they told him the oracle has not favored you. Eh? Left the town and went to another place and began to labor. The one that they told him that the oracle has chosen you as the king was going everywhere. And when he sees people, do you see? <laughs> the tomorrow king. Start bowing now. Tomorrow king. He was doing nothing with his life. And after some time, they got to the future and they were looking for the king that the oracle has talked about. And this king must be the one that could solve the problem of the town. Are we together? That could solve the problem of the town. And the one that was saying that his tomorrow king could do nothing. He was not qualified. He only had mouth. You know, many of us have mouth. Do you agree with me? You are not talking to me. We have mouth. But the other one that they said the oracle has not chosen had preparation. It was like Jephthah. Jephthah was rejected because he was born by a concubine. But Jephthah focused his future, his life, on preparing. If you prepare, those who reject you today will accept you tomorrow. Future favors the prepared. Number two, activator of favor is attitude. What do I call it? What do I call it? Attitude. That's number two, activator of favor. What is attitude? Attitude is simply 
the combination of beliefs and mindsets that governs your life. Every one of us, we have some beliefs. Beliefs. And our beliefs are shaped sometimes by our upbringing, by our environment, by the people that undo their lives. And because of that, there are certain things that you have as beliefs. And there are mindsets that many of us have carried. We carried some mindset that are product of the situations, the experiences that we have had in life. And because of that, they shape our attitude. I have discovered that the favor of God, the most sensitive area where it is wasted is on attitude. Are you together with me? You are not talking? Please take note of this. Your attitude is a determinant of whether the favor of God will work for you or it will work against you. Your attitude, your disposition to life, your relationship with people, the way you live your life, your attitude today determines your future tomorrow. Do you know a lot of people have missed great things because of wrong attitude? Because they simply had wrong attitude. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Oh God. Proverbs chapter 4. Verse 6. Let me read something to you. Proverbs 14, 6. Amplified version says. A scoffer seeks wisdom in vain. For his very attitude blinds and deafens him to it. So attitude can blind our lives from seeing correctly. Attitude can deafen our ears. When you see people with wrong attitude, they see wrong things. When you are even talking right things to them, it is wrong things they are hearing. Do you have a witness in the house? Your attitude is what shapes what you see. How you see. If somebody with a negative attitude comes to this place today, the person will begin to see negative things. Of course, the negative things may be there. But when somebody with the right attitude comes in, he ignores the negative things, he looks to see the positive things, and because of that, positive things happen to him. My marriage, by the grace of God, one thing I could say, has kept us is attitude. My wife has not chosen to see my weaknesses. 
Because what you see from time to time is what you talk about from time to time. And it is your attitude. Every one of us, we have weaknesses. We have our, sh you know, short point. We have areas of our lives that we are trusting God, isn't it? But when your attitude begins to get right, your attitude is what shows what you see. And your life geared towards what you see. I have discussed with people that I want to say something that should benefit them. But at the end of the day, when they will respond, I will be wondering, what is the correlation between what I've said to you and what you are saying? Have you spoken to people and you wonder, why are you talking like this? You know, some people, when you are talking to them, you just think they are hearing you. They are listening to themselves. They are listening to themselves. So, you don't see quarrelsitude. You don't see people living together, having good relationship. Why? Because of wrong attitude. No matter how you put a wrong attitude person in the right place, that place will be wrong for the person. Check people with wrong attitude. Everything is wrong. Everybody around them is wrong. They are the only people that are right. Do I have a witness in the house? If there's anything you must seek to develop, your attitude. Attitude can make you to enjoy favor and attitude can make you to miss favor. Number three is what? Opportunities for favor. Opportunities for favor. What are the opportunities of favor? They are divine occurrences that are made upon by God. When you are in the right place at the right time with the right attitude. Divine occurrences. Let me tell you something. No matter what you are passing through, God has been giving you opportunities from time to time. No matter how you think God is not fair with me, God is not faithful. Excuse me, it's a lie. If the Bible says God is so kind that he can bring rain for the good and the wicked, how much more you and I that are in Christ Jesus? But do you know your attitude shapes how you see opportunities? Many a times opportunities that God has brought to us may not come dressed in opportunities. They may come dressed in work. They may come dressed in a challenge. They may come dressed in a test. But your attitude will discern opportunities. Attitude will discern right opportunities and wrong opportunities. So opportunities, they are God-given. You don't work for them. You just prepare and develop right attitude. The attitude of the Lord Jesus and anywhere you are, opportunities will be coming. But what you do with opportunities, finally as I close, is what we activate the favor of God on your life. And that is action for favor. What do I call it? 
You can't hear me. What do I call it? Action is where you decide whether you will take advantage of your favor moment. Let me say this is very important before I leave. That is what we call favor moment in life. That is what we call favor moment. Favor moment is a moment, might just be a moment. It might be a day. It might be one minute. It might be a second. But it's a moment that everything about your life will change for good. A moment. It might be a moment, for instance, the day you say yes to Jesus. And maybe you just heard a message like I'm speaking now and a preacher preaches and your heart is drawn and he say, can you surrender your life to Jesus? And the Lord begin to deal with your heart and you say, today I want to surrender my life to Jesus. That moment is your favorite moment. Every one of us have had favored moment in our lives. But do you know what always determines the outcome of your favored moment is your action. Everybody say your action. Everybody say your action. God may prepare you. God can shape your attitude. God can bless you with opportunities. But without action, at the moment of favor, you can miss all the favor of God. Do you understand what I said? When you check people that have become blessed by God, they can always point to favor moment. Moment that something just happened that changed the narrative of their lives. For Abraham, it was Genesis chapter 12 when God said, leave your father, leave your family, leave your country and go to a place I'm going to show you. That moment that Abraham stepped out, it was a favor moment of his life. Everything you are reading about Abraham today, every blessing you can trace to Abraham today was traced to that one day. That moment that Abraham said, yes, Lord, it doesn't matter what I'm leaving behind, I am stepping out. It was a moment. Many have wasted such moment, but we will not waste that moment. In the mighty name of Jesus. See, favor moment is a moment you have been waiting for all your life. There are certain things, God, all the things you have been through, all the challenges of your life, all the sufferings of your life might be waiting for one moment. How many of us know that David, there was a moment of his life? Look at First Samuel chapter 17 when he saw Goliath. Do you know that moment looks like a problem? But it was a moment that was going to lift him up. That people would begin to say there is something that would bring him to limelight. But that moment looked like, oh, I am going to die if I face this Goliath. They were even looking at him. They said, no, you are proud. You are this. You are that. But David understood favored moment. Favor moment requires action. 
whether it is convenient, whether it is not convenient, no matter what God wants to do with you, there are certain things that are waiting for this time for you to act. There was favor moment for Esther in Esther chapter 4 verse 14. Everything that brought Esther to the palace and that was going to define the destiny of Esther was waiting for that one response that Esther was going to give to Mordecai. Many of us have wasted favor moment. May we not waste it again. I'm praying may you not waste it again. I'm saying may you not waste it again. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. These four things are important. I can't go any further. But I believe that the Lord has spoken to you. Your life to enjoy the favor of God needs preparation. Number two, it needs word, right attitude. Number three, requires word, eh? opportunities. Oppo there are opportunities that are not God-giving. Your attitude is what will help you to understand them. If your attitude is like, for somebody who has a greedy attitude, are you understand what I'm saying now? Every go everything that seems good must be grabbed. It is the attitude that is grabbing them. So attitude we discern between opportunities that God has given and opportunities that are traps. Do you know there are opportunities that are traps? So when your attitude is right, you'll be able to, the Holy Spirit will help you. You will know, no, this thing is a trap for me. It was attitude that sustained Daniel. In Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, and Daniel and his colleagues said, the purpose in their heart, it was the attitude. Because people get to anywhere, they eat anything. When you have an attitude that you don't have self-control, you don't have self-discipline, anything you see, you eat. Anything. In fact, so when you are in a place and they want to trap you with food, you say, wow, God has just sent a blessing to me. It is not God's blessing. Your attitude will help you to discern right and wrong opportunities. And number four, what is it? Action. What do you see God turning you to tomorrow? How do you want your future to be? How do you want your relationship to be? Anything you want to enjoy in God minus your action is impossible. Do you hear what I said? Whatever you want to enjoy in God, Action is obedience. Action is taking a step of faith. Action is doing what God wants you to do at the time you need to do it to activate what you want to do. Please go ahead and pray to the Lord. Lord, I receive grace for these four favor activators in my life. Grace for preparation. Grace for right attitude. Grace to discern opportunities. Grace. Also, for right action, Father, give to me. Please go ahead and pray.